0: THE OMNIC WEEKLY Welcome everyone, it's Friday October 28th and this is episode 122 of the OMNIC WEEKLY I am Dee and today I'm just joined by Hannah I was I, what, when I was saying it, I, I realized that it sounded so negative, but I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of kind, of, kind of set people up for the fact that LP is not here. Instead of doing it the other way, going, yeah, yeah, we have Hannah, but we don't have LP. I was like, let me just kind of already kind of warn them, like, make sure that they're ready for this, <laughs> for the big shock. LP is not. And then while I was saying it, I was like, oh, shit, this sounds really negative. Well, but I mean, Hannah, I, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I know. I just remember this- that.
1: Hi <laughs> to everyone except D. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, except D All yeah. right. I'm being excluded. <laughs> this is going to be a good episode already. I can feel it. <laughs> we haven't even started and I'm already excluded of the uh, in the conversation. Yeah,
1: no, it's just it's just me and you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Good luck guys. I'll see you. Bye-bye. No, How are you doing, Hannah?
1: I'm okay. I'm a bit miffed, but I'm okay.
0: A bit miffed. That is one of the, the more beautiful expressions that I hear British people use. <laughs> I was quite miffed, to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, I'm a little bit miffed.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I wish we would have those kinds of expressions. I really love them. We do, we do have them. And for me, they're just normal, I guess. And for other people that are, do not live in Belgium, they just don't understand them. You guys <laughs> have the advantage. Nah, but you've, If you come to think of it, you guys have the advantage of using a language that is so well known all over the world. That other countries that don't necessarily speak the language can appreciate the nuances and this little little twists and and weird kind of things you put in it
1: yeah there's um somebody that I raid with in Final Fantasy who um is not from the u k but he went to school in the u k and he says it's great i get to, I got to learn all the cool British swears because I went to school <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why is it that we as humans always learn the, sw- the swear words first of any language? I don't know. I mean, for the little Greek I speak. I do know some swear words. So. Yeah. uh no, I, I don't know, know if it swear was the first thing I learned. In
1: French, German, and Italian.
0: There we go. I'll teach you a few in Dutch. It's fine. We can set that up. <laughs> but, it- anyways, uh, um, uh, I think I kind of know where you're miffed about. But mm-hmm. let's just, um, I mean, let me just state in general that we have a lot of stuff to discuss in this episode about the halloween terror event that launched this week there's some good stuff but there definitely is a lot of bad stuff are we going to keep the bad stuff at the end because they always say the best is kept for last no wait the worst is kept for last in this case Uh, anyways i want to kind of first emphasize the good stuff in there because i don't want to kind of um
1: because there is good stuff
0: there is and i mean the bigger part of the team the at Blizzard has been working on the good stuff. Yeah. It's just a few people that have been fucking with all the rest and kind of made it into yep. a small disaster. But when you look at the creative part, which is yep. the part that we both appreciate uh, within, within any product mm-hmm. or any game, uh, is actually showing quite some problem and has some new elements to it that are very interesting. But the corporate part is a, one huge clusterfuck. Use one of those fancy English words that you always... Mm-hmm. To use um <laughs> it's like you've been running around calling everything a clusterfuck while i'm the only one that says it anyways <laughs> uh, let me start out with the good stuff In this halloween terror event we got as i had hoped and predicted in so many of my videos but we got the pve co-op mission that we've been That's waiting a for like
1: sequel.
0: a yeah it's even more than a sequel i mean Junkenstein's times revenge and the old overwatch one remember those days was basically it was pve but uh, it was basically bit of a uh, you, i wouldn't call it a mission
1: in a box with yeah. three other people
0: and there was just like waves of enemies coming at you and then you had yeah. a boss every few ways that you had to defeat i mean it was respect it was basically the thing that had us dreaming about pve back in the day i remember yeah. in a podcast episodes that we were kind of like oh can you imagine what they can do with pve and uh you've both had the archives events and this one. The archives are a little more closer to the mission that we got for this new edition. Mm-hmm. But still, even compared to the archives, what we got for this Halloween Terror event is of a whole new level. And they clearly are using the toolbox that they've been setting up to use for the PvE that should be coming out in 2023. And I keep saying yeah. should because I don't know. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised that they pushed it back to 2024 at some point, but hey, we'll see. <laughs> Um, but to be using that toolbox and to be honest, I feel like if you would kind of portrait that toolbox as a box of pencils, they used like the first two pencils, but there's like 50 48 in this case, maybe left that they can still use. So mm. I feel like this is going to be, this is a taster of something that we can expect later in the game.
1: Such a nice little taster though.
0: It is, it is. There's oh. so much love and detail in this. I mean, the first time you run through it, Hannah, let me... Maybe you should talk because I'm okay. yapping away again. But tell me about your first experience, the first time. Okay, okay,
1: okay, okay. So there I was. I managed to convince one of my real life buddies to play Overwatch with me again. It was great. Oh nice. So um it was the person, like one of the people that actually got me into the game as well. So it's really it's been really nice like going back to Overwatch with her. Um But we we logged on and we were both gonna do it for the first time together in a party. Um, And the first thing I realized when we loaded in was, hey, I'm alone, and I have to find my team.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was quite a surprise for me, too. <laughs> We're just... so used to loading in together that something is landing. oh, shit. Uh, and there's enemies coming out. Wait, I need to really do something? All oh, right.
1: shit. I'm a healer, <laughs> and I'm on my own. Um, rule number one in overall, watch. Don't be alone if you're a healer. Um, oh,
0: wait, 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 Hannah, Hannah. Had you unlocked Kiriko yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, because you played Overwatch 1, of course. Because I'm a Makes legacy
1: sense. player, baby.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Because um, for some players that are brand new, this is going to be the... the first wow, time so- playing Kiriko.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Um, I so, yeah,
1: it. I had played her a bit before this, but obviously through the event, like, I've kind of... I've bonded with her a little bit more. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, amazing like coming into the, the event and being on my own and having to like meet up with my allies and like kind of when you realize that someone is lost going to go and try and find them and then bring them back and as Kiriko it's really easy because you can just teleport through walls
0: yeah yeah that's one of my favorite abilities for yeah there.
1: like you don't have to find a way out you just teleport to the nearest person like hi
0: <laughs> i don't <laughs> want to be on
1: my own anymore how are you um <laughs> so that was really really cool um and then
0: so, yeah what was like the first thing that kind of i mean the the, the kind of starting out separately is interesting and and kind of uh, what was that first moment where you were like oh damn i remember which one was mine but
1: okay yeah. so there were lots of things that i thought were really cute but the first thing that really made me go, oh, damn, was when I realized that there was an item that we had to pick up in order to progress.
0: Yeah. And that yeah, we had to go and right.
1: physically find the keys to then open the door. And then, like, having them taken away from you by Moira and, like, experiencing that <laughs> jump scare was great. Have you seen
0: her face? Uh, when yeah. she takes the key? She looks so, like, what the hell, lady? What's up with you? Where oh. have you been? What have you been snorting? I mean, it's very appropriate. She's the banshee. Have you found the banshee Easter egg? Yes. Uh, well, let me tell for the listeners because by the time this episode comes out, my video should be up. I made a video yeah. about all the Easter eggs, but there's a special one with Moira that I feel that me and Hannah will really appreciate because we also played the game that I think it's a reference to. But if you, I think it's
1: absolutely to... a reference to that. Yeah, on the door. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, almost certainly, there's no other way. But uh, I just kind of, I mean, you never know but the, like the middle tower there's a door if you don't pick up the key immediately and you kind of linger around you'll see uh, the banshee almost say moira banshee kind of zapping around uh, and at some point you'll hear a door open up like and if you kind of walk towards that door and interact with it you kind of try to kind of uh, look inside the, the the tower she will jump out at you you get a jump scare which is just mm. like i mean that's Phasmo phasmophobia the ghost hunting game back before the latest update, you had a, a door that was slightly open in the same way. Yeah. People and would, it
1: was the same thing. You'd peer exactly. inside and then like it would come out at you.
0: Yeah. That's uh, the first thing that everybody did to you if they had played Phasma before and they were like, oh, go watch the door. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have like a ghost like going oh, like that. And she does the similar thing, which is which is so awesome that they kind of added this tribute they a tribute to other games too mm. and that was for me that was like a moment like oh shit they really they really went all and out like, on this
1: not to shit on phasmo because i love phasmophobia so much um, uh, but this is like a super huge company playing trip like paying tribute to just yeah you guys
0: and, and uh, somewhere in the is, uk which is amazing
1: yeah. and again this is the vibe of Overwatch that we have all missed. Yep, like that... seeing everyone super excited for the event, and then like playing the event and finding all these Easter eggs and small details and tributes and references, and just ah, it's so good.
0: <laughs> it is so good. You can tell uh, from everything, the whole experience that they they kind of put in a lot of time, effort, and especially love into mm. this and that it didn't go I mean it's a Halloween event we should never expect the Halloween story missions to be super elaborate and have a lot of plots and twists because oh. they, you need to use them without any context of another story they need to be kind of standalone experiences that are just fun yep. kind of goofy uh, I mean goofy come on the Junker Queen and this whole like the interactions between the characters are, are hilarious oh. she is,
1: she is, is so one- stupid this is one bit that gets me, and it doesn't matter how many times I've played it.
0: But she every time she
1: finds out that she's talking to the bride,
0: <laughs> I love that moment. I was <laughs> just before we recorded the podcast. I was recording for the video that I'm editing. I was recording a small piece, and I was playing with some people in the community. And I like, I, I knew it was coming. And the moment she said it, like the bride of Chaka," and something like, "I don't, I can't really say what she it says, just but." Like, Ooh! <laughs> like it's throughout the whole experience she's asking these dumb questions like hey oh oh wait are you the bride of of the, the monster or are you the bride of like the we doctors. need to know and the rest of the team is like will you stop asking about that we don't care They're attacking it's so us.
1: funny because she's super <laughs> excited about it like it's some kind of soap that she watches weekly yeah, exactly
0: yeah that's oh. the best way to put it it's like she's watching a soap series and like uh, <laughs> oh what a plot twist And the way she pronounces it, and she says it, and she's, oh my god. Like, all these interactions are just so so much fun. There's so much fun stuff in there. Um, And I feel like if this is going to be the level of detail and the level of love they're going to put in, because there's one detail I want to kind of point at uh, talking about love. It's kind of a... It's a moment that always kind of chokes me up. But anyways, if that is going to be the thing they're going to do for all the PvE, I can't wait for it to start. I mean... Every mission is going to feel fun, unique. There's going to be a playfulness to it. There's going to be a lot of detail to it. I can't wait for that all to start. Um, And the sooner the better. But yeah, like I said before, we might have to wait a little longer. The one detail that really always gets to me is with the dog. Like the first time I played through it, you come into the, there's this one room, um, which the the bride has taken over and kind of decorated in a very weird way. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. She has really bad handwriting, by the way. She, uh, the way she spells loser looks like she she tagged him with laser. Like, why is Reinhardt the laser? I don't get it. But um, it turns out he's a loser. Uh, there is one picture that stood out for me immediately. And I remember I played it on stream. And the moment I turned around, I was like, oh, why is there a picture of a dog here? Mm. And I, I kind of felt like it was like a random little tidbit of like a playfulness. And I tweeted... Um, on my omnic post account i tweeted out to overwatch like what's the name of the dog and has, has he been a good boy and someone in the team actually replied that he uh was the dog uh, buster he was the dog of one of the designers and he hung around in the office a lot and they all kind of loved him because he was so goofy he kind of was a big dog and And I think the particular story they told him was like, I I used to give him like treats and he would just pull the chair that he was tied into with him to get to the treats and (laughs) stuff like that. But sadly, the the buster passed away in July. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. And then the moment, like with everything that we're going to be talking about the rest of the episode and all the the, the, the kind of negative things that are flying around now about uh, Overwatch 2 and this event and the monetization and whatnot, I do think we all need to remember that the people that are working on the game that they are very passionate about the game and that they love it. And the moment you put like your deceased pet, your reference to your deceased pet, that you all as a team they loved, put him in the game as a put him ghost in the game, doggy. As a ghost doggy, that that oh. you don't you don't do that if you don't love the game. If you don't have a feeling like this is a game I want to, that is such a personal touch. That yeah, is something
1: and it's such a... like. Yeah, an honor to the game, almost like. Yeah, exactly. Here is my animal, like here is my friend, and I have chosen to honor them by putting them into this game.
0: Exactly, exactly. Like everybody that ever owned a pet knows that it is basically a piece of your 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 own piece of your heart to put it. Yeah. That you're kind of giving, and we should remember that with everything that happened and everything that is probably going to happen in the next few weeks and months, that the people that are working on the game. They still, they love it. Everything that we're kind of getting really upset by are the, uh, the, the, the money grabbing corporate um, bullshit. Yeah, the, the bullshit. And that it is a different, it's a different, it's different people. That's what I basically want to say. So yeah. uh, make sure to uh, kind of respect that and let the team um, do their thing. Uh, and hopefully we'll see some beautiful results because sadly, one gets in the way of the other. Now, to come back to the dog. Something uh, that you said is like, yeah, you can say hi to the dog indeed. You yeah, can say hi to the like dog he, and he'll bark.
1: Like his little spirit barks back at you if you say hello to the
0: yeah, dog. Yeah, exactly. And
1: it's so cute.
0: But if you ask him for healing, he'll start growling at you. <laughs> and if you say goodbye, if you say goodbye, he'll make these like whining sounds. He so we'll makes get different this. noises. yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes different noises. I mean oh my that kind of reaction, that is what that is what we love about Overwatch. That kind of feel, that kind of detail, that kind of almost emotion that they put in there. That is why we love the franchise and we love the yeah, game and what I've, separates I've it from that. other. I've
1: never made that, those noises for Destiny, like-
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's just it. Other games don't kind of touch us in this way, so that makes it extra sad with everything else that's been happening. And let's mm-hmm. just, I mean, we can all agree that uh, the PVE mission is a nice thing, uh, indication of things to come. And I've discussed this before in a, uh, one of my videos, but if you kind of look at the mission, before, I don't know if you noticed this, but the loading screen you have all the you have three settings basically. You have uh, the setting in the castle with the flying mugs and the, the broom that is, which is yeah. beautiful. Then you have the one where you have um, the Lord of Aldersburn laying on the, which is, in my opinion, just the old monster model that they punched I'm in the gut sure for a few it times. Is, yeah. yeah. But recycling of models is not that bad. But then you it had is, the other it's, one. It's not new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then you have the other one, and then you kind of... where well, you pan in on the castle. And and something that some people noticed, and that now I can't I can't even see it, is that there's a, a Soldier 76 in the T-pose, in his classic skin, standing knee-deep in the water on the side. Oh, no, which, really? Yeah, which is something they do to kind of as a, as a scale reference. So to kind of make sure... That everything they build in the world is kind of at the same scale i mean there's ways of doing it there's numbers but the quick way to do it is kind of put a a,
1: visual check yeah yeah as
0: a character put it in there and kind of make sure everything is at scale that someone forgot to remove it like we played the first mission with a few people in my community and we were kicked out of the game three of us were kicked out of the game and uh, one person was left goba and he got a screen when he left the game, because he was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this by myself. That basically was an NDA reminder for the staff that were testing the game. I mean, these are the, these are the small things which kind of blemish all the good work that everybody's been putting in. And that kind of confirms what I've been saying for such a long time. They are being rushed. They are being distracted. They are being pushed and they're starting to trip. They're trying to, Trip and make mistakes the launch was a disaster the way there were way longer more issues than i ever expected the whole zarya thing on junkerstein is is that is something that needed to be tested on junkerstein on a uh, junker town sorry uh the fact that bastion and Turbune had to be removed because they had exploits to their abilities these are things that need to be properly tested i feel like everything I mean- is still catching up
1: something like a small item on a map you can kind of understand that being missed because it's a very specific set of circumstances Mm -hmm. but something like a character's alt being like super buggy should be something that's a lot easier to find
0: it is it is and it it needs proper testing and it is something they've done in the past pretty well to be honest i mean we've always had bugs and issues especially In the last two years, we've seen kind of the quality drop, and that is mainly or that is like
1: every game has bugs and stuff on release these days. Uh, Like every patch, every update, there's always oh crap.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I mean, there is a thing in the industry which we call the day one patch. It's basically the the moment we you release a game. Like to kind of give an insight on the whole process, you have to submit your build. But that is usually, in some cases, even three weeks before you actually release the game, depending on what platform we're talking about and, and, and who the developer is. Um, so, you kind of, at that point, you, you kind of find other bugs because you're still testing, you're still working on the game. And then the first day, you kind of push out the patch to fix a lot of those issues that, um, that you kind of figure out in those last few weeks or days, depending again on what platform you're playing on. And then you kind of reserve the next few weeks to fix a lot of bugs. That is something within the process for any studio. There's no single yeah. studio that doesn't do that, even the smaller ones. like we released the game my Day job, released the game Trifox a few weeks ago, and our guys are pushing out patches for all different platforms up till even this week. I think we're kind of slowly getting to the point where everything should be fixed now, but And that well, is it's because-, because'
1: like theres you can't. As much testing as you do in house, mm-hmm. you can't replicate like hundreds of thousands of people playing the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some things will come up. Yeah, but when you get sequences of like literally heroes need to be removed because their ultimate is exploitable. A, a whole one single object on a map, basically dropping everybody's frame rate to zero, basically making your servers lag. Uh, the the typo soldier, the the screen, the NDA screen, and those are things that, if you kind of have them happening, like one of them happening on the whole thing, yeah, fine. But all of this together... Yeah. The fact that we only got two skins for this event... I okay.
1: mean, technically, we got three. The
0: they Reaper, yeah. They gave
1: us one of them for free. So yeah, they but- prepped three for the event, but that's still less than normal.
0: Yeah, that's less than normal. And um, it all shows that they were not ready for this release and that they're not ready... To kind of uh, be doing the Halloween event at this point. I yeah, don't know. I mean, part how much of time they not
1: to. surprised that we got less skins because what the game has been out for for three weeks, three four mm-hmm. weeks, and having an event like three weeks after release.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but... know
1: they start planning skins like months in advance, but yeah,
0: sometimes up to years in advance, even yeah.
1: Yeah, I kind of. I wasn't expecting the Halloween event to be huge, but
0: well, at least a little bigger than it is right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm dis- I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed.
0: Yeah. Well, at this point, I think we're all at a point where, when it comes to Blizzard, that we're not surprised by anything anymore. We're not surprised.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're just disappointed. <laughs> yeah,
0: which is kind of sad to say. That is a huge turn of events. It's yeah. really different from what it was back th- uh, back in the day. But it is what it is. You know. Uh, you need to move forward. But that being said, it, I think there's a lot of telltale say, signs that kind of give away that the team is kind of hustling and kind of struggling and kind of tripping over their own feet. The communication around all of this is non-existent. I mean, there has been so much uh, lashback, uh, and maybe let's dive into that topic, about the monetization. First off, when it comes to the loot for this event, Um, you get a few challenges, which I already kind of found really weird. I had, in the back of my head, I had a scenario where they just put in challenges instead of uh, putting in a mini battle pass with a mini progression by itself. Yeah. Um, But apparently it's just challenges. So you need to complete a challenge. And what are the things you can get? The best, the one, like, I mean, the best is kind of subjective, but let's just call them at tiers of of, um, popularity with the community. The one that, kind of sticks out the most is going to be the weapon charm another skin the top tier is going to be weapon charm and it's a nice looking weapon charm but that is like i had at least expected i had warned my community like guys it might just be an epic skin that we're getting as reward for free and it's not even that
1: it's not even that i know
0: i mean i know they want to sell some stuff and they don't have enough so they kind of Probably decided, yeah, we don't have enough legendaries to put one in the battle uh, in the battle pass and, or in the the event itself for free to unlock and to sell on top of that. So uh, it's not possible to do that. Uh, but uh, goddamn! And then one of them, one of the so all both of the skins we got one for free, the Reaper, to kind of make up for the, yeah. the really bad launch that we had. And then there's two skins: the Executioner Junker Queen and uh Celestial or Witch Kiriko. Um. Celestial is 1900, over which the coins, the Celestial or the Witch Kiriko is 2600 because they only sell it in a bundle with a weapon charm and some other stuff, which is insane. They kind of not only do not allow you to buy the skin by itself, now they just put it in a big bundle that is about 25 bucks. And that's it. You know, it.
1: to really drive home. How crap the monetization is, right? I worked out how long it would take me to save up for the Kiriko skin using only freemium money. It would take me completing challenges every single week for 37 weeks.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh,
1: at most you can with free money you can get two seasonal skins a year yeah but that also means you'll never be able to get a battle pass
0: yeah exactly that's it yeah you won't even be able to do that it's it's such a, a huge um uh, dumpfire. it's it's insane and there's no like there's a huge flashback i mean some people are even pointing out that the, the practice of putting things in a bundle that you can't buy separately and then kind of selling it as it is a discount, which they are in a way doing, is illegal in Europe and in Australia, for instance. <clears throat> now, I am not familiar with uh, the legal side of all of this. I mean, if anything, I think the whole corporate machine will be lowered up enough to kind of uh, know what they're doing at that point. Yeah,
1: they'll do things. As close to illegal as they can get without it being illegal. Um, yeah, exactly. But they won't. Bec- they'll get called out on it too fast if they actually make it like do some illegal stuff. So yeah,
0: I mean, it's, you don't want the one thing they don't want right now is more lawsuits. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, we'll see how that kind of pans out. But that is not my major worry. I'm not too worried about them getting into legal trouble. I'm worried about that they need to have a vision that is a little more long-term than just short-sighted, quick money grab. And then you see people commenting like, man, this is just Bobby Kotak trying to get as much money in his pockets before he retires. And we're like, uh, let's say six months ago, it would have been a like, guys, come on. It's not that simple. But at this point, I'm starting to think like, "I maybe there's something to it. Maybe corporate all knows that their job is on the line and they're just going like, all right, Let's make some money for the uh
1: let's make as much money as we can before we get the job
0: yeah before shit gets sold to Microsoft we like th- there's going to be a payout probably at the, the somewhere in the first quarter of twenty twenty three which is going to be about three months before um before the uh the 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 whole deal will be kind of done i don't know I mean I'm starting to think like I need to get myself a ten hat or something, but at this point <laughs> It feels so badly managed, like, honestly, some people are like, hey, I want to pay five bucks for this legendaries, not a single dollar uh, uh, above that. I'm like, you need to be realistic, like, five bucks is, I mean, they still need to kind of make sure that they make their money back and whatnot, and five bucks might be lowballing it a little bit, and then you get back into the situation where you can get everything, and... That, that is not healthy for a game economy in, in general. But 20, or especially 25, is just so far away from reality and so far away from an economically healthy situation. I must presume, because not only is it bad for any new game to do that, I mean, at this point, even people that play Valorant are like, ha uh-huh. ha, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, especially for a game that has a history as being uh, just a box game. I mean, they didn't have a battle pass. Overwatch 1, whole, the whole of our community is not used to this system. So don't come in with like these crazy prices and, try, and, and be, be uh, surprised that this whole community is like, hey, fuck off. I'm not buying that. Can you please piss off? Uh, I mean, I can't imagine. I'm really curious. I would like to see how many of these packs they have sold. They're giving away a lot of them right now. I know. <laughs> I don't like know they're why, they're but...
1: going through like what is with Overwatch's new, like new obsession with Twitch? I feel like it's even more than it was before.
0: Anyway. I think they had a good deal with I think they made a good deal with Twitch. I think yeah, Twitch. No, I just feel Canada. like
1: they're they're doing loads of stuff on Twitch and like yeah. all of the packs they're giving away, they've given away to streamers.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 bundles that are well they basically all the content creators that they have on this short list, they have a list like of two hundred favorites and those get to give away a lot of shit and get a lot of uh but yeah on top of that what you said about twitch they probably made a good deal with twitch on um on doing drops events almost the whole year through like back in the day they did one uh they they did the premium uh the twitch prime rewards that you could get every single month and the occasional drop event like every quarter or something there was an event right now it looks like they'll be doing one event after the other and me as a streamer i'm not complaining i mean at some point, I had like, um, a, a, I think, 350 people in my, in my chat. And yeah, there's always the big part of the people that are kind of just opening a tab. But I have had a huge influx of new people that keep coming back every single day now. So I'm not complaining. It's working out for me. Uh, and I think, in the end, if the rewards are interesting and not rewards from a previous event, <laughs> uh, <laughs> did that cough, was that clear enough that I was talking about the Winston? Uh, skin that they're handing out right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, cool. if they okay. would like the, the event after that they're going to hand out a weapon charm and um uh, a souvenir the souvenirs are still I don't know I don't get the souvenirs Uh, it, I don't know I've seen people use them but it's very rare and they always use the same ones the hearts or the pizzas and I don't know I don't feel like it's going to be a huge success I don't think anybody's going to spend a single dime ever on a souvenir, but no. that might just be me. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're handing out the packs now with well, at least some content creators are. They give the got them from Blizzard, but I'm wondering like how many did they actually sell? I mean, there's always people that are going to buy it.
1: Yeah, I mean, pff, look at how much money they earn from fucking Immortal, but.
0: Mm. Well, I'm kind of wondering: is Immortal still a thing at this point? Because I full-heartedly agree that if you want to do a quick cash grab, it will work. There will be people that will pay a shit ton of money, but don't expect those people to come back three months after your game is released. That game you can just throw it in the trash, just in a little, just throw it in like a little in the wrist, you know, like a nice little arc, gunk, and the garbage bin, and nobody cares about your game anymore because you made it feel like a cheap pile of garbage and that's the way people are going to treat it i mean if you want to get respect for your game you need to earn that you need to have people connect to it and you don't need to make it feel like it is uh, a pay-to-win kind of crap pile no matter what you put in there um so i don't know are people still playing immortal i can't because i'm in Belgium. No. No idea. (laughs) People don't
1: talk about it anymore.
0: No, no, I don't see. I mean, I've never seen anybody streaming it anymore. I've not seen anybody. Like, if I look at my friends list of people, what they're playing, I see people playing Diablo 3. I see people playing World of Warcraft with the new expansion coming up in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And with the uh, pre-patch that launched yesterday or on Tuesday, sorry. Uh, I see people playing Overwatch, of course. But I don't see anybody playing Diablo Immortal. I don't see any news articles anymore about Diablo Immortal is adding this or that or do. No. I mean, that is the treatment you give your game if you make it into this kind of huge pile. And sure, you can brag about the millions you made to buy Bobby a new boat a few weeks in, but that's not a long-term vision. I mean, that is the Activision vision, to be honest. Like, today, another one of the Call of Duties released. It looks beautiful from what I've seen, like some of the... the the, the settings like the, i think there's a mission in amsterdam that looks like identical oh, wow. to the real city and whatnot
1: i've not seen a lot of it to be fair
0: yeah but i don't feel like all these games have a huge longevity to them because yeah they make a new one every single year of course um i, I don't know i i feel like it is such a short-term money grab and that's not the blizzard that we know of course so we get extra frustrated thing is how are they going to rectify all of this how are they going to come out of this how are they going to communicate I don't about all i
1: mean i said last week i think it was i'd be very interested to see what they do for christmas it being the second season mm-hmm. event like if it gets better or if they double down um i'm more curious now but less hopeful <laughs> Yeah. So after seeing how awful Halloween was. I mean 37 weeks. Mhm. Um like after seeing how awful like the prices are and how little you actually get for playing the game um without forking over, you know, like an entire you know, maybe a couple of nights worth of shopping for
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A skit, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, I yeah. I don't think it's gonna get better. I think if it, at this point I feel like it's if it's gonna get better, it's gonna be after Microsoft is in charge. I.
0: Well, yeah, you you have a really good point there. If if really if what people are saying and that this is um this is Bobby Kotek and his goons at work and trying to get as much out of squeeze as much out of the company before they they depart. If that is really the case, we won't see a shift in, in their attitude, and we won't see, see a shift in the monetization. Those people do not care what happens to Overwatch once they have left the building. No. They don't care that this game will die a year, within a year uh, because they squeezed every single penny out of it. Because by June, they'll be gone. They'll be somewhere on an island that they have bought. And um, I don't want to know what they'll be up to. <laughs> I really don't want to know. Um, But if let's say that it is, and that is of course always the case, that it is a little more nuanced and complicated than that, they need to think about okay, is this the way we want to move forward? Because not only do I feel like they're going to sell, they have less potential in selling products, in this case, skins and whatnot, cosmetics, than they would if they were cheaper. And that net, if you would think about uh, the, 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 the net you gain of one item at, at 20 bucks is, of course, going to be way higher than it is when you sell it at $10. But you will sell way more of it, so it kind of will make up for it. And most likely, even end up being more uh, money coming in than if you had kept it at the higher price. Yeah. Um, those are the things you need to think about. And on top of that, you need to think about your reputation as a game developer. You're pissing everybody, their uncles, their uncles' dogs... And the fleas on that uncle's dog off at this point. People are getting sick and tired of what you're doing. After everything that has been happening in the last year with your company, or even longer than a year, you find a new way to piss people off. At this point, it just becomes one scandal after the other. One complaint after the other. I would just love to have an episode where I just kind of talk everything up. and I just,
1: just want to talk about Overwatch. Like... Yeah and how good it makes me feel i i don't want this tarnish
0: exactly and the whole community is sick and tired of that so on top of that you're actually kind of not making the money of all the people that are boycotting it and i mean that's always a very vocal minority uh, the people that uh, don't say anything are usually the people that buy a lot of stuff i mean that always is the case uh, but you just kind of your trustworthiness, your reputation is just going down the drain. You're basically flushing it. Yeah. And that's just the thing. What I said at the start of the episode, or at the beginning of the episode, they're flushing the reputation of all these good people that are working on the game, that are putting in their heart, that are putting in all of their time, that are putting in the love they have for the franchise and for the medium. They're kind of flushing it with it. Yeah. Because so many oh people that there don't I realize.
1: Adore. The new kiriko skin i think yeah. it is so cute and i love the details on it but fuck you <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck you
1: blizzard i'm not paying for it i refuse it's yeah. not happening
0: and i can completely understand that yeah i mean to be honest if even if it had been a reinhardt skin that looked extremely epic i mean i have a, a job i have a income i have disposable income in the sense that I I can even charge these kinds of things on my company. That's what I wanted to kind of say. I mean, it's not going to have such... But I'm even like, no, man, I'm going to spend 25 bucks on... No, 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 no. I am still holding on to my coins that I got with the uh, Watchpoint pack.
1: Like, I know I came into this saying I wouldn't spend a dime until Bobby was gone. Mm -hmm. But I think even if I'd have come into this event without that hanging over my head, I still would have refused. Yeah, if the if the the skins were at that price, no way.
0: No, it just feels too much of uh, uh uh too greedy. It feels too greedy, and there was a point at which, like, when they came out with the twenty bucks, I still said like, and i I'm, I'm good, like I have a video coming out on Sunday that's going to discuss all of this, and I say the same thing in the video that. They will start out with a higher price. And I think I said the same thing last week in our episode. They'll start out with a higher price because it is just... And then just... they can
1: turn around and say, we've listened to the, the yeah, community exactly. and we've realized that this is not acceptable to your standards. So we're going to change.
0: Exactly. It's easier to drop your prices than it is to raise them yeah. and not make your... If you don't make ends meet, because don't don't be fooled. Like They have a team of 300 people sitting there. That is just a shit ton of money going out the door every single month. So they need to kind of uh, compensate with that. Um, but yeah, with, if they... Yeah,
1: but there are ways... There are ways to monetize a game where you can make a profit, pay all your workers, and not rip off the people who play the game.
0: I mean, if Fortnite can do it with cheaper skins, why wouldn't they be able to do it? I
1: know. It's just as simple. But somebody, I think it was somebody on Reddit did like a comparison of the difference between like fortnite battle passes and overwatch 2 battle passes fortnite event skins overwatch 2 skins and like even just how many coins you get for your dollar is still so much better value with fortnite
0: yeah it's 50% difference 50% that yeah. is just insane. I've seen and that I'm, same I'm image I'm pass by. Yeah. sorry,
1: but when you look at Epic and when you look at Fortnite and go, yeah, that is better value for money than Overwatch.
0: You know what the thing is? Like, I know for a fact that Epic made so much money with Fortnite with the prices that they used that they're handing out money left and right. They I are. mean, handing out money. Game developers can get a grant if they use Unreal Engine, of course. Of a it can vary between anything between five and and, and fifty or maybe a hundred thousand. I don't remember exactly what the numbers are, but and you don't need to kind of give him anything back. You don't need to return the money. You don't need to give him a percentage of your uh, your profits. You know, here's twenty thousand bucks. You're using Unreal Engine. You're really nice. Oh. We, we believe in this project. Have fun. That's the level they're at. They're giving I mean, away. The
1: li- like, how much must they pay in licensing fees for all of like the special look, like crossovers and stuff that they have with Fortnite?
0: Yeah, yeah. I wonder how those deals are structured. Like the-
1: they don't exactly have small crossovers. They go for the big stuff. Yeah, yeah. They go they for get the big the stuff. Big names in.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like with and- their
1: concerts and you know just being like, hey, DC, we're gonna have a bunch of your skins. Hey, we're uh, gonna have a special like Batman event this week. Fucking yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so they, they 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 do have some money to spend, and they can use it to kind of keep content coming because they change their skins really regularly. And I mean, I'm at the point where I'm regularly. using Fortnite as an example. Can we please oh, stop the uh, It's just insane. Uh, I, I never expected to be doing this. No, I, I, mean, I
1: never thought that Overwatch would need to look at Fortnite and go that's exactly. how you
0: do it. Yeah another thing about Epic like um they have been giving away games on their store on a weekly basis uh huh but the developers are getting a payout for those games i mean they like fork over hundreds of thousands of dollars to the developers that put those games. like it depends on how big your game is and how big your title is yeah. but it's not like the developers of that game say oh fine you oh, can put fine. it in Give for, free game away for free no 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 they get Epic a for that.
1: for the game for us yeah
0: so well, it's going to be at a different rate than if we had if they had been sold individually. But still, that is money they have to spend to grow their community. Uh-huh. They have a shitload of money. They've been sponsoring events left and right for some reason. Hannah, I'm always looking at my camera while I'm talking as if I'm streaming. What the I'm fuck? gonna wave at you. Hello. <laughs> uh, they they are sponsoring events left and right. They are people sending people all over the world. We had ab B two C event, a B two B event. Sorry. Uh, two weeks ago, for the gaming industry in Belgium, and uh, a few people of Epic just came over to do a talk. Like, just—I mean, they not they have plenty of money, and where does that money come from? I, I don't think it's coming from an Unreal Engine. It's coming yeah. from Fortnite. Yep. Fortnite is—is is their sugar daddy, and it's just paying for everything. And they add <laughs> it-
1: a T-shirt. Fortnite is my sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my God, I have the title. I have the title for the episode. There we go. This <laughs> is my sugar daddy. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, they are the example that it can be done differently. And they have someone on their team like they're, I keep forgetting his name, but the guy that was brought back that used to work for Blizzard, he went to Epic. He did a lot of the, the content uh, planning for the, uh, the battle passes and whatnot. I think he was yeah. also the one, Arthur, I think is his name that kind of uh, came with the idea to separate the PvE from the PvP. Um, but uh, for some reason, and I mean, I think corporate is is definitely going to push it up. But I also think there's some people in, within the Overwatch team that are a little too hard. Uh, how do you say that? They're, they're, they might be in Bobby's pocket, if you know what I mean. I think there are some people in that team, some infiltration if you know what I mean? one of For uh, Some of his goons that are kind of steering the ship towards the cliffs, basically.
1: Towards the cliffs, yep. yep. Yeah, yep.
0: that's it. And someone tweeted uh, or replied to one of my tweets with the answer, I'm starting to understand why Jeff left uh, better every single day. And yep. I mean, that is hitting the nail on the head.
1: Absolutely.
0: If I see all of this, you can... Um, you can kind of have respect for what Aaron is doing and what the rest of the team is doing. But this would not have happened if Jeff had still been in charge. And I can understand how he, that he just gave up. He just was like, if that is what we're going to do, screw you guys, I'm out. See you, peace. Yeah, I, mean, I
1: also, we- yeah, no, I completely understand how exhausting it must have been to fight against this every single day. Mm-hmm. And not only for the product, but for all of his staff as well.
0: Yep. yep. The pressure was just have been... I mean, at some point, you know you're going to lose that battle. Because, yeah. that's. I mean, he was the vice president of the company. But I think having a title of the vice president of the company means nothing at, at this point anymore. I mean... I follow Mike Ibeer on, a, on a, a Twitter, and he seems like a really nice dude. Um, he's doing his best. And he's a Microsoft uh, alumni. So I think he was a plant for Microsoft to keep kind of. <laughs> um, that was part of the deal, or that is, I don't know. I don't know what happened to her exactly. But it's I just don't a
1: funky coincidence.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> we can, again, the tinfoil hat, we have no insight. Uh. There is some there is some uh, lines that you could connect, yeah. You know, some threads that you can uh, kind of uh, pin in certain situations, things that happened in the past and whatnot. With that being said, and I feel like he he, he has a very um, how do you say that sympathetic vibe to him. He's he seems like a nice guy, and he's kind yeah. of uh, trying to. But I'm I'm sometimes wondering like how much do you actually have within the organization right now? I mean, once Microsoft takes shit over, might be a very different story, but I feel right now he's kind of, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way. I mean, I don't know. I have no insight, but I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of functions as a sort of janitor at this point where the people above him are just kind of constantly making decisions and he just kind of is there to make sure that shit happens and kind of mediate in between or I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I really would like to kind of um, see, be a fly on the wall sometimes at the Blizzard campus and fly around oh, in those boardrooms absolutely. and figure out what they're doing. Um, and Other
1: than driving their fucking franchise into the ground.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're all kind of looking forward to June 2023 at this point to see if that is going to be changed because that is not guaranteed. On the other hand, it couldn't get any worse. Uh, I'm not uh, going to say that. It no, can't no, get wait, any wait.
1: worse, right?
0: No, no, no. no, no, no. I'm not going to say that anymore. I've said that way too many times in the last few years. And we're currently at the tail end of a pandemic with uh, uh, <laughs> some crazy shit going on and people invading other countries and then saying they're not invading the country. And <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, the world is so fucked up. And that's because I kept saying, it can't get any worse.
1: <laughs> well, it's all your fault. You did this.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the universe is like, what hold my beer i have something new for you today (laughs) hold my beer let me
1: show you something oh bobby
0: (laughs) The, the one thing that kind of makes me feel like it's going to be better is that microsoft will have to kind of um they will have to safeguard their own reputation at that point yeah they will have to kind of um make a change Show people that it's going to be the different.
1: The other thing is, I think Microsoft are a little bit more secure in their finances.
0: Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> so, you know. Look, if you not... can pay 80, what is it? 80 billion. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I don't money. think they're going to be worried about getting every single penny they can from Overwatch players.
0: No. Because they a- don't a- need yeah. it. Microsoft is a different corporation right now. They've, they have been, They have been... Uh, what Blizzard is now at some point definitely. Oh, became yeah. really close. Like It's but, it's
1: really weird also looking at Microsoft and being like, are they the good guys? No,
0: They're the good guys now, yeah. Well, they are, but they are definitely better than, uh, <laughs> yeah. than Activision Blizzard.
1: <laughs> By comparison are they the good
0: guys? <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that uh, Microsoft is now in a state where they want to reinvest all the money they make into the company again to make more money because they understand that trying to get a quick grab of and cash out really quickly uh, without kind of investing into your future, making quality products and to kind of invest into longevity is going to cost them in the end, um, which Activision Blizzard does not understand at this point. So right now, every penny they make, they're willing to kind of give it up and to invest it in a new product in uh, getting a new team together and buying a company and whatnot um so yeah and that you're right they're basically different they should not be that worried about yeah basically milking us because if you think about it they don't I mean,
1: need to milk us because we've already fucking paid for windows 10 and 11 or whatever so <laughs>
0: uh, did you pay for it? windows 11 i got a free upgrade
1: no i, I paid for windows 10 but say oh, yeah. if you were if you didn't You you technically, when you buy a new PC, technically part of that is also the operating system.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's part, it's included. Uh, Yeah, no, they definitely have means of making money. I mean, it's coming from somewhere. Um, But look, what I wanted to say is, if they had communicated to us at some point, the guys, you know, we decided to kind of um, do a separate release for PvP and give you guys PvE. Now, we had two options. Either we just kind of do nothing for Halloween, but we're like, nah, we can't do that. We really we have some nice ideas on the table. That's just, you know, even if we're kind of struggling with everything that we've been doing with this kind of uh, faster release, we were not ready to do this release. I think you all saw that. Our servers were going, kabloom. And at some point, I even think there was, um, was some kind of weird juice, juice coming out of a server. So things are not under control, just saying. But uh we love you guys. So we're going to give you this event. Just be warned, we don't have a lot of cosmetics, but you know what? We're going to put them all in the event. Enjoy. We're going to keep working. Next year is going to be a different story. And you know what I mean? Like you always at every step you have the choice. Am I going to be the nice guy and responsible and the 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 the, the, the person that will gain the trust of the community and that will pull in new people because we show that we have the best intent with our product and with the people that are playing it or you're going to go to douchebag way and say oh we only have a few skins well fuck this guys we're going to put all those skins that we have the few skins that we have we're going to put them in the shop and they can have a weapon charm the fuckers there you go enjoy i mean <laughs> why are they always making that one choice why are they always going that bad side where they just said yeah, no. like basically Actually, they basically flick us off then-
1: i'ma say it until i don't know overwatch 3 comes out
0: the cows come home
1: yeah tell people it's early fucking access please yeah be more open shout it from the top of the castle this game is early access but i hope you like what we've done so far
0: yeah They don't communicate. And I've been thinking why they're not doing it. And I've heard some opinions of people saying, yeah, but they don't communicate about it because it's not okay to be charging people money for skins and whatnot while your game is still in early access. And that's not true. I mean, early access is not an official state. It's not an official label. I mean, there might be some legal reasons somewhere with, with the end user agreement, but they need to figure that out. But basically, the only thing that a label access is, is basically uh, an agreement between you and your end users. Like, I'm going to give you access to the game. You can play it. But be warned, there's stuff that is going to break, and it's not the full experience. It is not the full experience. And you need yeah. to keep communicating that and you can sell them stuff it is no it's it's still our own decision if we invest in it as long as the money that we invested it in, that we still get it back it's like i mean that it is cosmetics that you buy and whatnot you do that it is something that you'll see uh, that you'll be able to use on the longer run if you're going to do early access and basically scrap everything and the moment uh you do the full release basically everybody loses everything yeah that's a different story but, but if even it...
1: then, you can technically get around. It's a really douchey move, but technically, you can get around that by putting it in the T's and C's that people don't read.
0: Yeah, yeah, but don't, don't give him any... Uh, Hannah, please, don't give him any ideas. What are you doing?
1: I mean, I used to work, through, work for a company I will not name, um, but they did recordings of theatre shows,
0: okay. and then you
1: could buy those recordings... Online, but it was in their T's and C's that if their license ran out, you would no longer have access to that product, and it would okay. just be removed from your library, even though you'd paid for it, like it was a physical film.
0: Oh damn! Yeah, that is a um, douche move.
1: And I, it's one of the reasons why I left the company because I couldn't stand it. Like I, I felt like it was my job to convince. As head of customer services, it felt like it was my job to convince people it was okay they were being scammed. And it wasn't at all. Uh, And I had arguments with the CEO over this because I don't like that kind of behavior. (laughs) Um, But, and actually kind of looking at sort of the ownership of digital products, a lot of times it's more like you pay for access, you're not actually paying for the item and because you're paying for access that access can be removed
0: yeah that's why a lot of people are so keen on nfts and whatnot right now because that is does give you ownership and that kind of proves that you own the object and Mm. but the way it's kind of implemented right now is it's a it's a clusterfuck a whole completely different story one that we're not going to touch on right there right now but yeah, uh, you have a really good point. And we've talked about this in the past few weeks, in the past few episodes, several times, like just communicate that it is early access. Just communicate in general. I mean, this whole silence is, it, it's unsettling. It shows that you either do not care, which I don't think is the case. I just think that corporate doesn't care. And that the team itself is just kind of looking at all our comments. And, I mean, I put out the tweet about the dog And it didn't take a few hours for some people on the Overwatch team to respond to my tweet about the dog. That means that they've seen all my other tweets too, and that they know that everybody's kind of pissed off. And that is what you're looking at as someone that is working on the Overwatch team. You're working on the new content, you're working on new stuff, and you see all the people that are playing it being pissed off because the way they can get it, the way they're getting basically scammed It's pissing everybody off. How depressing is that? How sad is that for the people on the team?
1: Particularly, I can't remember if you said this on the episode or when we got distracted talking before the episode, but when you said about how creatives are going to want to share their work. Yeah, exactly. And I completely agree. Like, Sure, it's nice to be paid for the hard work that you've done, but... You know like when i when I run a d and d session and I do homebrew stuff for it, or I like come up with new bits of story for people, I don't do it because I wanna put like a certificate on my shelf that says, "Hey, I managed to do this that one time." I do it because I like sharing the work with people, and I like seeing how it makes them happy
0: exactly that's that's like a creation i mean. We all make stuff. We, we do it because we enjoy the process. Yeah. But in the end, we do it to share it with people. I mean, mm-hmm. no matter how many times you say that you enjoy taking pictures, there's going to be that point at which you show the pictures to your friends, your family, and that get yeah, you get comments on those pictures you, yeah. that will make you, you like feel... like seeing them react to your yeah. work. Like, simply put, you, do, you don't put your deceased dog in the game no. if you're just there to get a paycheck
1: absolutely not
0: i mean that was the thing for me like that convinced me that reaffirmed for me that those people that are working there that are in the campus and 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 uh irvine or was it, and I always i tend to say anaheim but that's where blizzcon happens <laughs> those are the people that are passionate about the game just as passionate as we are and that want us to enjoy the game And sure they want to get paid and sure they want money to build extra stuff and to And absolutely
1: they deserve a fair wage. They deserve
0: a fair wage, but because that is (laughs) I don't think like that's that's the fucked up situation here is that let's say that we all kind of were brain dead zombies and we started spending money like crazy. That money would not have gone back to the team. That money would have gone to the shareholders and some of it would have been used to kind of start kickstart new projects, but you can be certain that the biggest part would be skimmed off and would have been paid out to the shareholders next year. And and the people that are working there are still... Some of them are still underpaid. It's so fucked up. So it's a, it just all kind of confirms for me that um, the team itself is not happy with this either. And the whole silence is basically... Yeah... I mean, I think there's some anger going around there, too. I don't know how much, but I think I don't think everybody's happy with the situation over there, either. I
1: mean, at least for me, like, with something as personal as, oh, hey, my dog has died, can I put it in this product? Like, if I'm just there for a paycheck, I, that's the kind of shit I keep to myself. Yeah, Because exactly. it's no one else's business. Like, I have no attachment to what I'm doing, therefore I'm not going to put any personal touch on it, but
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: So personal. Yeah. And if the pupper was around in the office, it's personal for more than one person.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I can just hope that that was a
1: group choice and a group effort and a group way of honoring this doggo.
0: I really hope that in um, that they kind of look at all this, that they don't make as much as they had hoped because of the high prices, that the Lashback is really hurting them, that they understand that this is going to hurt them on the long term, um, that they uh, somehow can get corporate off their backs and do their own thing. And if not, we might have to wait till June 2023 to see anything move in that extent. Uh, If it is going to move, if it's going to happen. I'm, I'm, Like I said before, I'm still convinced that Microsoft, if they take over and things are bad, I mean, they didn't have to do it with Bethesda. Bethesda was doing okay. Bethesda didn't have the level of scandals. Bethesda didn't have... They had some issues with uh, Fallout 76 being a uh, bug fest. But um, other than that, it wasn't that much of a problem studio that they were taking over. In this case, they would, they'll want to intervene to just make sure to kind of not blemish their own reputation because it will drag down everybody with them at that point because everybody will know that Microsoft is in the lead. So i'm i'm pretty uh, sure that it will be a change it will take some time but there will be change
1: Hmm. i would like the skins to be fixed by christmas but i don't think they will be
0: no i don't think so i
1: think they'll go down a bit
0: i i've said it before i think they might be dropping 25 percent at some point yeah so that they can do the whole speech that i've already recited but I don't. I wouldn't expect anything lower than that. But I
1: don't think the structure of it is going to change until Microsoft takes over.
0: Yeah, I, which I'm is just... really
1: sad. But hey, I can still play the game. I can still have fun. Yeah. Yes, it's disappointing that I, you know, I'm not exactly going to be earning skins now between like now and Microsoft's takeover. But I can still play the game without them. So that I still yeah. will.
0: And I just hope they get the necessary time and resources to finish everything that they put out decently and test everything decently. And we don't get any of these situations, or at least as few as possible of these situations where things kind of... You know, you can buy a really beautiful car with a nice stereo, but if you open the door and the handle falls off, it, 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 feels, a little, uh, it feels a little weird. You can get the handle back on, but it would be better if the handle just stayed where it was, like where it was intended. That would yeah. be nice. <laughs> All right. But I think that is, uh, that is it for today. I think we've raged enough. We need to I get our, so. uh, <laughs> our blood pressure down a little also, bit. Also,
1: one last thing that okay. fucking ghost can do one.
0: <laughs> yeah, the ghost is kind of a uh, serious oh. BO. I mean, right. uh, you not, the BO will just kill you. That's kind of insane. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from the Dutch ghost, he smells. all right uh i'm really leaning into the the reinhardt voice at this point i need to stop doing that i've been getting way too many comments of people asking me are you reinhardt (laughs) i actually made made a video this week where i said guys you need to stop calling me reinhardt i'm his dad (laughs) (laughs) plot twist oh man having so much fun anyways hannah um tell these people where they can find you where they can follow you how they can you poke can you in the find
1: eye. me and follow me on twitter at plush noodle that is all one word plush noodle
0: plush noodle someday you'll need to explain that to us but that's not I for will. today um <laughs> make sure to follow the omnic weekly on instagram twitter tiktok and the omnic post instagram twitter tiktok and youtube for all your updates on overwatch uh, if you want to know what i'm up to personally you can follow me as TV on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Or you can join me on my streams, twitch.tv slash damesiestv. Um, but that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you did, make sure to give it a thumbs up or whatnot. Nanny can't give it a thumbs up. Leave a nice review. How about that? That is always nice. We haven't had a review in quite a time. So that would be nice. And yeah, subscribe. Because we'll have a new episode for you guys ready next week. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye.